Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Well, I said it earlier in the show. I said it last week, I believe. The left, Democrats, their allies in the media, if an asteroid was hurling towards Earth, they would blame Trump. In fact, if Thanos was real from Marvel and he was able to get all of the Infinity Stones and wipe out half the, the universe like in the movie, they would blame Trump. I'm all surprised they didn't blame Trump in that movie. That's what they're trying to do with this train derailment. It's not Trump's fault. I give him credit for the spin. But as I went over, and if you missed the first segment of the show, check out the podcast because I went over some of the facts. All the stuff they blamed Trump for doing would not have stopped this from happening. They're just mad because Trump was very politically astute in visiting Palestine before Biden or Buttigieg ever got there. And it makes Trump look good that he's putting America first while Biden's in Ukraine. Even beyond the merits of it, the PR of that, it's effective politically. It's probably the best move Trump has made in this so in this presidential campaign so far. You're listening to the Yaffe Program. I'm Alabama's Truth Czar. This is Huntsville's Disinformation Board. Appreciate you joining the show. Also joining the show right now, he joins every Friday at this time, Rick Manning. He's the president of Americans for Limited Government. You can find out more about them at GetLiberty.org. Also, check out their great news site, TheDailyTorch.com. Rick, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. My pleasure. So you you know people who used to work with the Department of Transportation. Um, you've you know you've been in government yourself. What is, what is your reaction? I mean, just first off, to the Biden administration response. The Biden administration response is essentially said we don't care what happened there. It's the most puzzling response in the world because normally the Democrats are really good at coming in, throwing money at stuff, and and looking like heroes. And in this particular instance, they decided to um, ignore that it even occurred, um, ignore the the optics, and have managed to create a, a firestorm where they could have been heroes if they'd approached it right from the beginning. If they'd been, you know, if they'd gone after and did big show of. Uh, environmental testing and doing all the things to make certain the place is safe. If they started dredging out the chemicals out of the rivers immediately, as fast as they could, set a time schedule, worked with the mayor, got it all done. You know, if they had, uh, you know, done a basic industrial cleaning of the town to get all the garbage off of the town, it's uh, that's just going to pollute it forever. If they had done that right off the bat, it, they would be heroes. Instead, for some reason, uh, Pete Buttigieg didn't think that a major rail disaster was under his under his uh, uh, overview. Under his uh, uh, didn't think that actually counted for him. I don't know what that guy's doing. Truthfully, um, he seems to be taking a lot of vacation and personal time. But uh, for a guy who thought he who thought he was qualified to be president, um, I don't think he's qualified to be dog catcher, let alone secretary of of a cabinet level department. But it's a 
And, you know, he, they blew the EPA piece of it, too. And the last, Joe Biden choosing to go to Ukraine to give them a bunch of money to dance around and talk about how wonderful it is that Ukraine's been at war for a year with Russia, and we've been spending, we spent $100 billion to help them. Um, rather than going and help the people in East Palestine, uh, Ohio, I mean, if nothing else, he had this accident happened on February 4th, February 4th. He could have found sometime between February 4th and now to go there. And he, they didn't choose to do it. They, they thought, Jay, basically, we're not going to talk about it. Maybe nobody will notice. And I'll just tell you, it's, um, it's astonishing. It is astonishing how badly they've handled it. And, yes, to your statement about Donald Trump, the single, this is the Donald Trump that I like. The Donald Trump who makes a point that America – and Americans are his first priority, and contrasting that with uh, Joe Biden, who apparently doesn't give a darn about what's going on in America um, when he's got a chance to go and do a photo op in Kiev, which appears to be his favorite city in the world since he's traveled there so often since he became vice president. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's another point. You know, back to Pete Buttigieg, you know, here I feel like he's definitely screwed this up because he didn't comment on it for I think 10 days and then he had something on Twitter about it then he goes on a news show and says basically we dealt with disasters all the time when I was mayor and I feel their pain which is like tone as tone deaf as it can be and then they haven't done anything to help the situation no they haven't done anything to help the situation and you know bottom line on this is it's kind of in his job description when something like this happens to keep to keep it in front of the public to let the public know what's being done to try to fix the situation, um, all of those kind of things. And I, on a personal level, I'm just going to give you uh, what the Department of Labor did when there was a mine disaster. We had a mine collapse in Carbon Canyon, Utah. Okay, this happened when I was there. It was in 2008, I believe, and it was. And we were doing the media, and I was in charge of the media on that. And I had two media people on the ground with every news broadcaster in the in America who had stationed remotely there to promote to, because we're trying to dig miners out and save people. Um, we were constantly communicating with them nonstop. We had there were press conferences every single day. Uh, the secretary wasn't involved because, quite honestly, the guy who was the mine owner. Um, had made a big deal that he was a contributor to the secretary's husband, who was Mitch McConnell, and um, and essentially dealt her out of the game because suddenly she became he tainted her politically, so she couldn't get much, she couldn't help much. But every day I got a call from her saying, "What's going on? How are we fo- how, how are we solving this? What are we doing?" Every day, and suggesting reporters we should call in terms of in the mine area and the like to make certain we were touching all the bases. On the night it occurred, I was I spent I was overnight at the at the Mine Safety and Health Administration, which is part of Labor Department. Overnight, I spent the night there handling press calls along with our career person who knew all the reporters, and we did that all night long. On the night of the mine disaster, we had we then had a, a situation where we had unfortunately our rescue workers, three rescue workers, got killed in the rescue because the mine cla- the mine collapsed again. And killed three rescue workers. And all night long, I was literally on the phone with CNN, who's who's live, 
and I and I rebutted what, what they were saying on the air, and my words were across the Chiron, um, below the below the uh, reporter, and the guy who was saying all this ga- garbage that was untrue basically got excused and thrown off because I was a Department of Labor official telling what was really going on. That's not what they did. They didn't take it seriously. They abused. They they basically abused the trust of the American people, and having gone through this, it really pisses me off, because this is something that we should be able to get right on a nonpartisan basis. This is something that's just basic blocking and tackling, just doing your job, and they fail. Every week, Michael Rosenbaum is getting deep with someone new on the Inside of You podcast. Let's get inside of Shelly Hennick. So Obliterated's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I had the best time. And it was great. challenging, but it was like the show. It doesn't always happen. Everybody's trying to make a show and you're this not. This was a it's dream. It's no fun. Genuinely. That's and if it beautiful. wasn't, I would just keep my mouth shut and talk about something else. Like, yeah, it like, was. hey, it was fine. Because yes. I've done that. I've asked people and they're like, you know. Yeah. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Wherever you listen. What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real, because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Yeah, and Ted Cruz, I think, made this point. Marco Rubio made this point as well. How, how do you get Pete Buttigieg fired? Like, how does a guy who fails this much, like you said, not get fired? It's crazy. Well, every time there's a transportation, does that? We had the remember we had the port problem, and where was Pete Buttigieg? He was on pater- maternity leave or something. It was a and you know couldn't be bothered because he was on he was on maternity leave when we had the the uh, port problems where we had ships backed up for you know miles and miles and miles not able to be actually unloaded. Um, that's his responsibility too. Ports his responsibility. Pete Buttigieg is has essentially spent he took the job thinking he was going to run for president from that position, and what he has done is shown that he is the second least competent official in the Biden administration with just followed just slightly uh, being beaten out by Kamala Harris. <laughs> yeah, man, that's a, uh, it's a low bar though. By the way, <laughs> they are reporting that Kamala will go to East Palestine when she gets back from the border. Really? Is Joe Biden she's never, never been go? to the border? She's not going. That's the point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At first I thought you were serious, but yeah, I get the joke now. Went right over my head the first time. So yeah, she's not going to go and Biden's never going to go. It looks like. From what I understand, it, it, it astonishes me. <laughs> His whole gig is he's lunch pale Joe. East Palestine is Biden's people. I mean, when you get down to it, that's who he has embraced his whole career. Now they didn't vote for him in twenty in, in 2020, 2020, but if he had shown any interest, if he'd been there, he would have won over that community. If he had made a phone call to the mayor and said, what can we do? He would have won over that community. And by the way, that is a, an area of Ohio that Republicans didn't used to win. It was a part of Ohio. The, the Ohio River um, Valley was a, part of, was a Democrat part of Ohio with blue-collar, white Democrats who were sitting there working in mines and, and the like and were getting their hands dirty. That's Joe Biden's constituency inside the Democrat Party. 
and he absolutely and utterly failed those people. Yeah, Rick Manning, uh, in the next segment, I want to talk with you a little bit about the World Health Organization, what they're doing, sure. and which is just a craziness. So we'll get we'll get to that next. Do want to tell the audience about the sponsor here real quick as well. Regenesis Stem Cell Center. Uh, Regenesis, if you're dealing with uh, back pain, like like I did four years, neck pain, which I did four years, and, and you don't want to just take pills, and you definitely don't want surgery, you should do what I did to get that pain taken care of, and that's go to Regenesis Stem Cell Center. I went there, got their stem cell treatment. They used my own body stem cells. It was an easy process. I was back to work the next day. But it's changing my life because it's just made my back more able to do things that it was just, it was becoming very difficult to do without pain. They've helped people like me with back problems or people with knee problems. They've even helped veterans who are injured veterans. They've helped them get their life back as well. They can do that for you. Get your energy, get your life back, get the pain taken care of at Regenesis Stem Cell Center. Talk to Dr. Charles Lee today. He is Alabama's leading stem cell physician. The phone number is 256-715-8193. 256-715-8193. They're located right in Huntsville off Whitesburg Drive. The website, regenesisstemcell.com. Regenesisstemcell.com. When you call them, as always, you make sure to tell them Yaffe sent you. Continuing our conversation with Rick Manning in just a moment here on the Yaffe Program. It's the Yaffe Program on WVNN. Program here on News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Glad you're all with me on this Friday morning. Also with me right now, continuing the conversation with Rick Manning. He is formerly with the National Labor Relations Board, or yeah, the, I'm sorry, the National Labor Board. I think I the Department of Labor. That's what I meant to say. The Department of Labor, and uh, with uh, he's a president now of Americans for Limited Government. Uh, Rick, before uh, you came on the show, I asked you know. What else are you keeping track of? And you told me something that's a little concerning when it comes to the World Health Organization. Am I am I correct on that? Tell me about this. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm a comedian. In my 20s, I was in like in a company, and I don't know like how marketing, sales. Yeah, you're a brand. You're a company. Yeah, and like Jay Z says, I'm a businessman. Yeah, yeah. To that, remind me not to quote any hip hop lyrics again. That was just a big miss. When you first said, it, "I'm like, yeah, he's a businessman." Yeah, I nailed it at the end. I pulled it together. It just took me a minute. The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. Yes, um, yeah. U.S. Labor Department and the uh, the World Health Organization um, is negotiating right now a treaty with 162 nations in the world, including the United States, where they would have. Um, operational control over the world's pandemic response, meaning, and the actual language is available, the Biden administration has been negotiating on this for a year and a half, two years. Um, they, they're meeting next, I think it's next week they're meeting, the next couple of weeks they're meeting to have a kind of bang out some of the details um, with the final expected to come out in May. And here's what it is. The, the national, the World Health Organization, which is effectively run by the Chinese, would have control over all 
pandemic responses. They state in the treaty that individual states can, uh, you know, have have control of their own over their own jurisdictions. However, as long as they follow WHO guidelines, so WHO will the WHO, and I'm not talking about the rock group. Um, they will <laughs> they, uh, the rock group determine might do a better job. What, yeah, the rock group, uh, <laughs> Peter Townsend and uh, and uh, Roger Daltrey from the uh, from the 60s, 70s. Great group. Check them out. The, um, but I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the World Health Organization. They're going to be able to declare what is a pandemic. They're going to de- be able to declare what the response should be to the pandemic. And they're going to be able to then uh, have a, a effectively uh, attempt to, on the world court, change a, try to enforce against nation states the actions that are the, the who is recommending. So actually they're dictating, they're not recommending it. The language is clear. The, the language is, is in the text, and we sent out an uh, article today on it. I would encourage, I think it went out today. Um, I would encourage people to look at uh, dailytorch.com to learn more. We put the specific language in the article that's the offending language. And it's, a, and it's very clear. Um, this is a complete abrogation of U.S. sovereignty. It puts our health response you thought national health care was bad? This is international dictated health care. This is, a, this is um, an international body without any uh, voice of the people that's built outside of governance by the people for the people. And it's going to be making, telling us what response we should make. And remember, being Chinese controlled, the response in China was to lock, if you had COVID or were suspected of having COVID, to lock you in a building and let you die. That was their response. Their response was to build incinerators, to burn, to burn up bodies so they wouldn't have to report the dead. Okay? Their response was, was so draconian as to just, you know, because they didn't care if people died because there are no individual liberty in, in China. So they have a so there. That's the the attitude. That's the kind of um, ideological mindset of the people who run the World Health Organization. Donald Trump was so sick of them that he dropped out of the World Health Organization. Refused to pay them the billion, the billion two or billion three. We pay him every year. Biden. One of the first things he did was put his back in and pay him the money. Fact of the matter is, there's legislation right now by Ron Johnson and the Senate that would say this has to be treated as a treaty. Um, which would mean that it would have to be approved by the Senate, 67 votes in the Senate to approve it, in order for it to have the force of law. Um, they have a, they've anticipated this, and they put language into the actual treaty that says, um, even though this isn't this is in the treaty, it isn't our law, um, that it has to be it can be implemented even even if uh, legislative bodies have not um, have not agreed to it essentially pushing forward the idea that the president of the United States can unilaterally enforce this without needing to actually abide by the U.S. Constitution. Uh, of course they do. Um, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 uh, it, it's it is, disturbing. There is nothing that can be justified on this from a constitutional basis. It is a complete abrogation of our, of our sovereignty. It is evil at its core. The good news is, when the when the Obama administration tried to push through Trans Pacific Partnership, 
Um, Americans for Limited Government almost alone took on the took on the establishment, the Republican establishment who wanted to, you know, we're pushing free trade at all costs. And we beat them. Yeah, and we people, beat them because, people, because Donald Trump yeah. got in the fight and something people don't know. I put an ad up before he ran for current president. I put $100,000 in to have an ad with Donald Trump's voice saying it's a bad, bad deal in New Hampshire and South Carolina. Oh, okay. Well, if doing people so, want to find out more about so, that, they can. So, fortunately, we're out of time. Go to dailytorch.com read more about that. Rick Manning, thank you so much. Talk to you again next time. You're listening to Yeffy on WVNN. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 